Welcome to Co-op Mode. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by the Canadian Mark Carabin. And we have built a drive through for the co-op couch. And joining us today is a man who podcasts in his car. That is Mr. Sean Capri. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Finally, we've got a two-to-one Canadian-to-American ratio here, man. I am stoked to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm officially in Lower Canada when Minnesota. I know. It's almost three. It's almost three nothing. (laughs) Exactly. Honorary Canadian here, for sure. We are the state of hockey. So there we go. Mm -hmm. We have something in common. That's true. Yeah. So, Sean, you've been on Secret Friends Unite before. You and Mark go back, and we are happy to have you on this whole weird podcast connecting, uh, almost incestual uh, village that we have created. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're right. It is a little bit incestual. I think the new podcasts are being like born out of this this family tree that we've got going on. They're starting to come out with like an extra finger or like one less eye or something. <laughs> starting to have some weird mutations coming out of out of the incestual podcast pool. But happy to be part of it happy to be more at the the top end of the tree (laughs) (laughs) be the uh, core rather than one of the odd limbs that stick out there i mean actually as soon as i said i'm like really that might be that might be the the core issue of the gene pool (laughs) (laughs) i think that traces back to bobby not you that's true that's true yeah, so Sean is part of it used to be the uh, make us better. Uh, then it became the uh, the the Capri pants guru conundrum podcast network, whatever you're calling it now. Yeah, we don't you we don't put anything in permanent ink. We'll just put no, it that way. Nothing it'll change again. Ink. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but multiple podcasts. We the GamerCast uh, is back. That's a fantastic show. You have Cup of Joe and Nintendo. Uh, then you do the um, Xbox Drive, and then you do the podcast with Bobby, which is um, you and me, Capri. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's the, uh, the a couple of exclusives for for the Patreon. And honestly, I can't I can't stop. I tried to figure out a way to do less, but it honestly just didn't work out. I was doing um, the gamer cast once a month. And I'm like, this isn't quite right. And now it's back weekly. And I am just so excited to be having sweet, sweet hangs with friends from the Internet. I used, like I say strangers, but like really at this point, like to the to the earlier kind of discussion, it's just like coming back with friends every single I usually record on Monday nights and they release on Mondays. And I'm so grateful because I've got Johnny Casino, who I also met through We The Gamer Cast. He's editing the podcast now. So really allowing me to to do as much as I do. I, I wouldn't be able to do it without like the friendships and and help that I've had along the way, which is incredible. And now I'm here. Now I get to talk about nerdy stuff with you guys, which is awesome. Yes. And before we get started, uh, gents, what are you geeking out about non video game uh, happenings? Sean, go ahead. Oh, man. Um, goodness gracious. There's like there's like so much. Well, um, um, they got the Star Wars, um, whatchamacallit, Rise of Skywalker landed. Is mm-hmm. it today or is it? I think it's on Monday, actually, in Canada. Um, no, but they, it, they're it kind of yesterday on iTunes. Oh, on iTunes. I saw on Disney Plus is the thing that I'm talking about where they I think Disney's oh. just kind of like. I don't know if it's a I don't know if you, what you want to call it, if it's capitalizing on on the opportunity here with Corona and everything else. But um, certainly taking advantage of um, and giving people things to watch as we all self quarantine over the next couple of weeks. Um, but, dude, I actually like I don't know what you're allowed to say about Star Wars any 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 anymore, but I really like Rise of Skywalker um, plot holes and whatever else like be damned. But I love me some JJ and I definitely want to check that out on Disney Plus and take advantage of our subscription there. Awesome. Yeah, Frozen uh, Frozen Two is launching, landing there tomorrow. I think three months early, so that's uh, that's kind of a nice one too, right? So it's yeah, 
I would just like to see it like more and more, honestly, like to the point Mm -hmm. of I know it'll be the the end of theaters for sure, um, but it would be amazing. I would pay uh, I would pay more for a movie to land like day and date in theaters and on digital services, like just Mm -hmm. for my whole family, like watch the new movie, but like come over because like we have we have like a decent like surround sound system and everything like our setup is pretty pretty good because we bought it back in the day when people actually cared about home theaters i feel like nobody does anymore you buy a sound bar and that kind of does the trick now um but i love watching new movies i just can't get out to the theater as much anymore and i want to participate in like like when it comes to video it the like the the noise has kind of died down right but like mm-hmm. with video games like launch date is when and i think it's the same with movies as well like that's when everybody's excited about it and that's when everybody's talking about it but i'm not able to participate in that that conversation because i just don't get out to the theater but I would totally, I would pay, I would buy it for a high price if they did, like, kind of, like, you know, um, theater and digital services on the same day. And even if it was, like, a one-watch kind of scenario, like, I don't care. But that would be incredible. Yeah, they were talking about that at a time. It was going to be, like, uh, $45 or something. But if you think about that, I mean, a, a family of four, you can make your own popcorn, have your adult mm-hmm. beverages and things like that. You probably come out ahead, um, and maybe they 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 um, give you a digital uh, code as well when the movie comes to home video as well. Right, so you get a you one-time watch. watch. Yeah. The commercials are out of hand in the theater anyways. Like, that, that's a whole mm-hmm. other thing. But um, I would also want, uh, just because if we ran theaters um, – I would want a bunch of like a ama- like top end trailers as well, right? Like, because when you see like a new Marvel movie or something, mm-hmm. like you're going to see the movie, but you're also going to see whatever the new trailer is. So they could they could really make this a thing if they just let maybe the three of us run this thing. If we ran movies, maybe it'll just be a new oh, okay. I don't know, like a podcast or like an initiative. Like the three of us could start just off the top of my head. Charlie and I have been known to get Hollywood execs to do what we've suggested. Right. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. It's a good superpower to have. Mark, what about you? Uh, kind of the same stuff. Honestly, uh, my wife was very, very excited with the news that uh, the Disney Plus is getting uh, Frozen 2 specifically. So she's looking forward to seeing that one. And uh, yeah, it's great that Star Wars is releasing early and everything. It's uh, it's good stuff. Otherwise, um, yeah, not not too much non-video game related. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about some video game stuff uh very shortly but that's uh, that's a pretty pretty short list for me although i do have to shout out uh james james johnson uh we've been having uh, i think we're on maybe week five now of little apple watch uh workout competitions and uh, we were tied two versus two and uh, james just won last week so it was within like a couple of points it was so close we were both pushing each other so so much through the last week and uh it's it's been fun it's been tough with with the weather here like you know we've had i'll I'll be ahead a little bit and then we'll have some really nasty weather that'll kind of keep me indoors and i'll try to do some ring fit or something but still maybe not be able to catch up or or because i'm stuck in and i'll do like 40 minutes straight of ring fit adventure and I, i texted him the other day after i did one of those like 35 minutes or something um and a seven minute workout. And I was just like, I caught up to you. My eyes are sweating and my hair is sweating <laughs> and I'm disgusting, but I caught up to you. And he was just like, you know, like, he, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out uh, to, to James. Cause man, he is, he's keeping me motivated on the, the fitness front for sure. So uh, it's, it's fun, man. That's, aside from that, <laughs> that's, that's about all my non video game. And I even, somehow managed to fit video games into that. Uh, but yeah, the gamification of working out is, uh, is, is fun and real. And I'm Who feeling knew? the, 
the springtime uh, getting getting those winter weights off. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a little jealous because I have tried to find Reading Fit Adventure and it's sold out everywhere. It's ridiculous. Apparently in North America, like completely sold out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to make my own Ring Fit Adventure. I'm going to break out uh, Wii Sports, and I'm going to get a hula hoop. Nice. And <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to duct tape it together with the Wiimote. It's going to be fantastic. Exactly the do. same thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, one, one, one thing I am uh, geeking out about, I don't know if you guys watch the show, but uh, Lego Masters? Mm-mm. No. No. It is fantastic. Uh, uh, Will, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Plays Lego Will Batman. Arnett. Will yes, Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah. He hosts it, and it is a competition with adult teams where these are Lego expert builders, but these are not, like, professionals. These are just people – like, there's a a married couple that that's what they do in their spare time. They build these phenomenal creation structures. Every episode's themed. There's competition. It's absolutely awesome. And one of my my best friends, her ex – well, previous college roommate is on the show. Crazy guy. His name's Sam. He's got a weird mohawk and everything. But these are the, this is such a great show to watch with the kids, the family. It's so much fun, and just seeing these creative people do their things. It's on Fox, um, so I'm assuming it's 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 uh, abroad and on other networks overseas and uh, in Canada as well. But if you guys get a chance, watch it, Sean. I think uh, I I really think Link would love it and go crazy. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, well, with Nintendo launching their whole like Lego and Nintendo line, a lot of people were tagging mm-hmm. me on on Twitter earlier this week saying like you've got to get this for Link and like I don't know maybe like people can reach out to me with uh, with advice and whatnot because I'm definitely open to it. I just don't know about like the choking hand. Like Lego's still kind of small and pointy, and we have really yeah. I think we're kind of at that point, especially yeah. with like Ellie crawling around and yeah. stuff and everything she can in her face. Um, but Lego yeah. like he is so actually even i think ellie even more so very very tactile like they love picking things up and as much as lincoln is really enjoying animal crossing right now which is hilarious mm-hmm. he'll still like he'll close it up and then he'll go like go play with stuff he likes to he likes to touch things and draw things and and kind of just stack things and things like that so um yeah lego would be incredible and to see like at a master's level it's like esports for lego that sounds awesome or regular sports for Lego, I guess. For exactly, that. <laughs> exactly. That's what we're doing these days. It's people just broadcasting, building Legos at their house. There you go. That's mm-hmm. our new sport. Yes. That sounds that no, sounds but, great. I th- anything that people do really well, I enjoy, man. Like me draw too. anything, like whatever it is. If somebody's really good at their craft or their their hobby, like I want to see it. That, like speed running is a good example. Anything that yeah. like podcasting, anything. Yeah. And speaking about what we're really good about, and that is video games. So what have you guys been playing expertly this week? So, Sean, we'll start with you. Ooh, man, I don't know if I'm playing anything expertly, but I did finish uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And, um, Todd, I think I saw that you were playing that as well. Um, yes. And, man, that that is something I don't know that I was playing well. I don't know if I'm really good at it, but I certainly finished it. Game kicks my butt, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but it, it kicks me in the feels as well. Um, that game is that game is something really special and accessible to everybody, pretty much everybody with an Xbox because of Game Pass. Um, and I really took advantage of going back and forth between Xbox and PC uh, through mm. the Play Anywhere and the cross save and everything. It's just like it's totally seamless. And um, yeah, man, I talked about in the Xbox Drive for sure. This is a this is a true masterpiece for for Xbox. Um, the the only caveat there is still some of that performance stuff still kind of hang mm. around even after the day one patch. Just just enough to, that I have to mention it. But otherwise, like Ryan Turford kept, maybe said it best. Like this is one of the best metroidvanias available and it's better than the first game in pretty much every single way other than the fact that you had you'd already seen ori before 
right? Like if you've seen like the, the first time you play Ori, it's like, holy crap, this thing is gorgeous. And the music's incredible. And the, the way that the skills evolve is perfect. Um, so once you kind of have that already, like that wow factor is kind of gone. But this is a bigger, better experience than, than Ori in the Blind Forest. But the name kind of just get, gets to me a little bit, Todd. That's it. The Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps. Yes. It's I don't hard know if there's say. a wisp. I haven't seen a willow. Uh, just like the Blind Forest is kind of awkward. Um, mm-hmm. I I have uh, I had to go and play it on my PC as well because on the Xbox One S, it was it was chugging. I'd slow down. I had less the resolution dropped below 720. And I'm like, I don't know about that. So really? um, yeah, it was horrible. I took video of it. I'm like, it looks grainy and subpar. And I'm like, I mean, I'm checking all my settings. I have a 4k TV. Xbox yeah. says it supports 4k HDR, all this fun stuff. And it did not look good. Uh, but I played on my PC and it was perfect. So I can't mm-hmm. really complain though. And the cross saves are phenomenal. It is one mm-hmm. of the best features. It really is. That that game is, and it feels so great, and they didn't lose really. They changed up quite a bit of it, actually, in terms of how Ori attacks and how he uh, mm-hmm. traverses through. Like, even the, um, there's a bash feature where um, you can crash through some, like, some glowing orbs or, or hanging kind of, like, um, vines with, like, a glowing thing on it or through enemies. And so there's some that you go through the environment, like sand, and then there's some that you go through enemies, and they're left bumper and right bumper. And through the, some of the escape sequences, they go, kind of go back and forth. So that broke my brain just a little bit every <laughs> once in a while, trying to. And, and also with a, I have to admit, with an elite controller with the paddles on the back, I use one of the paddles as A. I'm rarely using my face buttons anymore, but A mm-hmm. is one of my my uh, paddles on the back. So between the paddles on the back and the, the bumpers on either side, I'm just like, this is like, it's like a game of Simon. Like that, that like pop it, pop <laughs> it, twist it, yeah. and thing. Like it was definitely a little bit of that. But all, honestly, like I finished it up earlier this week. I've um, I've moved on to Dragon Age Origins. I wanted to fire that up. An old one of my favorite games ever. That I'm sure we'll talk about in a second here. But honestly, guys, all I can think about is Ori. I keep thinking about how it kind of is like Breath of the Wild in in the way of having to go out and reach out to the the, the four different giant animals to help you move on to the next part. And it's it's just so it's so great and so different and so challenging that once you once you get over the hump of that challenge, it's got that that Dark Souls kind of reward in the end. But I keep thinking about it. I want to play it again. I'm stuck. And that's where I'm frustrated right now. We should like, talk where are you I'm, stuck at. I'm stuck because I need the ability where you crash the floors. Oh, yeah. And I need to talk to the guy to get it. I can't find him. I see his little uh, image on the map. I go back there. He's not there. I'm like, is there a ga- is there like a a, a a glitch or something going on? That's the thing that's really that's that's the most frustrating part about a game with a glitch, particularly challenging games with a glitch, is that you don't know if you're coming up against the game or if you've got a glitch. And sometimes, like I felt like I was coming up on a glitch, and it's like, so I looked it up. Where am I? Where am I supposed to go? And it's like, no glitch. I was just dumb. So yeah, that, that's that what I worry about. I'm just dumb too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the the icons are in odd spaces as well to get the. So you need like that. It really is the only way because the first thing that I got was that spirit smash. So the hammer. I think. Oh, is I that, don't have that. I think so that's I, what I you got, need. I got the bone arrow. I got mm-hmm. the um. I, I and I, I got the like the 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 extra uh the butterfly that actually attacks mm-hmm. for you and I, I, that's what I really like about the game. It allows you to really develop your uh approach to the game with the the power-ups you choose and even the um i don't know what they call them the shards where it's like oh uh allows you to uh provide extra you know 50 percent of extra damage but you get extra uh, you you uh get uh 50 extra damage inflicted upon you too right so it's that it's that that uh betting mechanic of like well i'm gonna bet on this that i'm better than 
I will be if I don't use this. So I, I like that. I love the, the 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 what they've added to this. It's beautiful game. I mean, it always mm. has been. So um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about the game. And um, I never beat the original Ori because I got stuck, and then I just went on to something else. So I don't want to do that though. So I need to go where I'm going. Mark, did you get to play it? No, you know what? I uh, I've been holding off specifically for the reasons that you guys have been saying i've heard a lot of people say that there have been issues performance or glitch otherwise whatever and uh and i i thought the first ori game was absolutely beautiful and with this being on game pass and with having several other things to play uh i said you know what i'm going to wait until that stuff gets sorted out and uh, i knew there was a day one patch and i knew that that didn't fix everything so for me, uh, yeah, as, as much as I want to play this, I'm, I'm kind of holding back a little bit. And it's, it's a little painful, but, uh, but I think, I'm hoping I will have a better experience. And it's kind of like uh, what, Sean, what you said earlier with, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a little tough. Like where you said not seeing a movie when it's really in the zeitgeist. Uh, hearing everyone talk about this game, it, it is tough to not just remote download it on my xbox and and just jump in and play it but mm-hmm. uh which xbox are you I, on again mark one on x yeah i yeah. mean like i never i didn't experience what todd was saying with um with the s and the, the drop in frame or, um in resolution or anything like that like the only one of the reasons that i really bring up the performance things is mostly just to round out my extremely glowing review of it like it, it okay. sounds like from my perspective i think it sounds like um more of an issue than it really is uh, it's just okay. like you almost like have to mention it because otherwise it's like the game is perfect it's so incredible it's, it's essentially like um going from steam world dig to steam world dig 2 it's a very similar type of evolution oh, okay. like it looks right. just that much better that much more sheen and and, and polish other than the, the the drops and frames and everything like that but the game is really really solid and the story is heartwarming or heart-wrenching really um, mm. you really like you shouldn't avoid it for that I wouldn't say unless you were on the s in okay. which case um, yeah but the the drops in in performance on the x aren't nearly as bad as uh, maybe we're making it out to sound okay all right maybe yeah. maybe I'll, I will download it if if uh, if I get a little bit bored um, nothing like later, Star Wars fallen or a Jedi fallen order it's not even close to anything like that was that was really oh, and like, I didn't really experience I like oh, famously, that's hilarious. Uh, oh I didn't either. I, yeah. Oh, wow, I really guys. didn't get a single perform. I, I think I fell through a wall once, um, and then just jumped right back in. And the save, or whatever, luckily was like right where I fell through. Oh, kind good. of thing. Isn't that the funny thing about bugs too? Like you might not have yeah. any issues at all. Yeah, so. yeah. Depends on where you're playing it. I think we're mm-hmm. all playing it. I was playing it on a PS4 Pro. Mark, you're probably playing an Xbox One X, and Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on X. I was One X too. Yep. X. Uh, one thing I have been playing uh, was I'm going to skip the first couple of things I wanted to talk about because I'll talk about uh, some stuff later. Uh, Roundguard is a new game that I picked up and was playing. So I, I was playing this on Apple Arcade. It was released, I want to say, yesterday, I believe. Uh, but it also is out on at least Switch and possibly the other consoles. I'll have to look that up. But if you're an Apple Arcade subscriber or you haven't been and you have an Apple device, check it out because uh, at least looking on my Switch in Canadian dollars, it is $24.99. And uh, that is a lot of monthly subscriptions to Apple Arcade. So check it out there uh, if you can because if you are a fan of Peggle, this is a game for you. This is fantastic. It's like uh, Peggle with uh, fun like RPG esque characters so there's like light rpg elements where um 
you can level up your character. You can get new armor, new weapons, all this kind of stuff. Uh, there's branching paths and, uh, and a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, it is, it is really cool, but it is very much peggle gameplay. Like you aim your character at the start and then shoot them at the, the enemies or the pegs or whatever on, on the screen to, uh, to try to get health and mana and do damage. But every time you do damage, you take damage from the enemies that you're attacking. So it's a big balancing act that way. Um, I got super hooked on this yesterday, like super hooked that I played it um, for several hours last night and ended up getting, I think, the 49th best score in the world uh, already. So I'm sure that's already gone down because, you know, a lot of people are probably playing this on Apple Arcade. But man, I got 50 and it is. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Super, super fun. Uh, Battle Peggle. It's like Battle Peggle. It it is. Yeah. Battle Peggle. It's uh, so weird. Yeah, it is so, (laughs) so entertaining. And you're you're, yeah, you have the different power ups and stuff. And the story is uh, super light. But there is, uh, you know, like every once in a while, some little funny animated character will pop up and just be like, what are you doing here? Like attack the rat king. And you'd be like, I don't want to attack the rat king. They're like, go attack the rat king. It's cool. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it's just it's super dumb and just super fun. But like. It's it's a perfect kind of arcade game. So, like I said, Apple Arcade, or if uh, if you if you're not into the monthly uh, subscription services, check it out elsewhere. But uh, touchscreen controls confirmed. I'm gonna try it out later, uh, probably on the maybe Apple TV or something because I do want to try it with a controller. Might even hook it up to the Xbox controller and the little mount uh, that I got. But uh, yeah, super fun, super fun. Nice. Try that one, Roundguard. I eventually have to get back on that uh, that service because I have yet to try the trial. I've got an iPad and I've also got a uh, controller that I can connect it with. My son was kind of excited about it, so I might as well try it. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Todd, what about you? What have you been playing? Well, uh, Curiosity got the better of me and I played the Final Fantasy VII demo. And wow, we wow, this game is beautiful. This is the only JRPG that originally when this came out that I've ever beat. Um, I have nostalgia for this game. And man, it is a beautiful game. It is plays completely different than the original. Hmm. Um, and there is many ways to play this. The, the, the Basically, the demo is the opening of the game and you beat the first boss. I did not beat the first boss because apparently I suck. Um, but it is a <laughs> lot of fun and it's neat. You can play it multiple ways. You can play it traditionally where it's more turn-based. You can play it more action-oriented and then you can control your teammates um, at any time, which is kind of fun. So I was playing Cloud. Um, I ended up getting incapacitated by a boss. So then Barrett took over and uh, it is is a little bit different because when you're getting attacked, uh, you have to dash, you have to get out of the way versus, you know, regular turn-based, you will basically get attacked or use a guard or something like that. So there's multiple ways to play this game, and I like that. They're basically trying to make the people that really like the Final Fantasy XV style of combat, um, that's there. But also if you like a throwback mechanic, it's there as well. It's beautiful. The voice acting is really good, but the scripting feels like a 1999 JRPG uh, <laughs> <laughs> script. It's like it's like Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 uh, dialogue. It's really painful and <laughs> it just it's it's just re- I just really struggle with those games now because I know people are really passionate about JRPGs and everything, but it's very hard for me 
to really think, wow, this is great voice acting. This is really great performance when the script is just so bad. And maybe it's great in Japanese and we're Americans are just dumb and we just don't understand this. But to me, it's just it's really hard to say this is a great job of of really uh, eliciting emotion and things when it's just so bad it's like a, it's like a beer it's like the room nobody said the room should be a video game and this is kind of the level of, of performance acting we're getting and i i think i blame more maybe more of the fact that they're not having a good uh localization yeah rather mm-hmm. than a translation which i think is limits it but i mean it's out there if you guys want to play it um if you have a ps4 it's out there it's an hour you really long. sold me on it todd uh, yeah <laughs> i think the combat let and me stop you beautiful. right there and go play this well, I mean, everything but that. But I mean, I think most people who are playing this game are playing it for the nostalgia. Anybody for new, sure. though, I don't know how they'll take the story and the acting and those type of things because it does feel subpar, I would say, compared to other video games we've seen. So, But it's cool. I, I thought it was really neat. I will not be playing this because I got enough of that nostalgia from that one hour that I don't need to go back and play a game I played previously. Um, so it's there if you want to play it. I was really not sure where you're going to go with uh, it feels like a 1999 JRPG. I'm like, is, is it nostalgia that he's going to be talking about? And then you went right, right after the script, man. Holy <laughs> cow. Yeah. Just tears it apart. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And comparing it to their room, man, that. Uh, yeah, just wow. Kept going. Wow. Oh, yeah. hi, Mark. Uh, yeah. Not, <laughs> not high on my list for sure. Uh, I mean, it wasn't anyway, but uh, hearing that the. If they're putting that much effort into a game where it's it's going to be spanning multiple uh, episodes, I suppose is, is how they're they're pitching it, right? I think uh, so. Something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're upgrading everything, and they're they're really uh, you know making this something a big event, really. You would think they'd put more time into the localization or the scripting. If I mean. Yeah, it could be one of, of a couple of things. It could be just a bad script, is a bad script, is a bad script, or it could be bad localization. Who knows? But uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Thanks for the impressions. <laughs> uh, Sean, so Sean uh, not only confirmed that uh, that Roundguard is available for other consoles, but very graciously just offered a code for Xbox, which is amazing. Ooh, nice. uh, so... Let's let's pull the curtains back here and let the listeners uh, in. Maybe uh, unless you want to cut right now, and and we'll figure it out uh, behind the scenes and then come back. How do you want to give this away? Do you want to like add it into, you know, call into the show and leave I a think voice so. Yeah, round two. I think we'll, we'll do this round. Yeah, I think we'll do this round two because we yeah. um we we're gonna have a actually a call in that everybody's gonna actually get to respond to in this episode. Uh, we have a, a entry into that contest. Um, so I think that's the perfect place. So thank you, Sean. That's really nice. Yeah, of you. you're welcome. No, as, as Mark was kind of saying, I'm like, I think this may have just come up because, um, we're very lucky to get a lot of the ID at Xbox games, um, that come through. And so I was like, I'm pretty sure I just saw this title come through and sure enough that that's it. And what better way to just like, when you talk about a game, you're like, I want people to play this, like, go yeah. ahead, like here, like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like somebody should <laughs> go play this game. Somebody who might have, um, liked what they heard, they can just go yeah. like, go win this code now. So Yeah. Go nuts. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, so Todd, yeah. What do you, what do you think? Voicemail then? Yeah, I think so. I think I I like the voicemail that, that works perfect. Yes. Yes. So call into the hotline. It is eight, seven, two, 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 five, two, four, nine, six. 
leave a voicemail three minute or three minutes or less. And uh, any specifications on this? Do you want Sean? Do you want them to have to do something silly or goofy or just call in with saying, "Hey, I'd love that re- that that code. I'd love uh, how this game sounds." What do you? What do you? How do you want the monkeys to dance? Oh my gosh, this was a, this was not <laughs> part of the deal. Um, you know what, man? Just just send well wishes to to Mark and Todd. They say you love the show. Pump their tires a little bit, and uh, yeah, go play some fun games together. All right, perfect. Woohoo! Awesome. Well, thank you. You're very um, welcome. And games you can play together or against each other uh, is a certain little uh, battle royale that launched, and mm-hmm. you two have played it. I have not. Mm-hmm. I've played. I played a little bit of it, and so obviously, Call of Duty Warzone dropped. It's been rumored for quite a while, and um, you can play it as part of Modern Warfare. You yes. can also download it separately, and I don't know, Mark. I don't know if you had Modern Warfare earlier, or if this was like your first download I into did. it. Yeah, yeah. We should play it together, by the way, because I'm absolutely. I actually, yeah. I actually really quite like the uh, the original kind of like multiplayer package that came with the game. This game, not so. I'm more of a traditional type of multiplayer Call of Duty kind of person. I don't even like when zombies get too complicated, and this is. This is battle royale on steroids, man. Like they've got oh, yeah. they've got the gulag where you die and you have a chance to like battle it out one on one to try and come back, which is very interesting. It's probably my favorite part it's, of it. It's a cool mechanic, yeah. I think I just need practice with it, which is always the hardest thing with battle royale because if it seems like overnight people get good at it instantly, and I'm just mm-hmm. so out of the loop on that kind of stuff. And uh, with so many other things to play, I think to Mark's earlier point, I don't know if this one's going to be quite sticky. Where I've got a lot of other things, even just to do within Call of Duty. But I don't know if you had a different experience, Mark. Uh, not not quite. Uh, I, I don't have a ton of uh, time into this game so far. And I just fairly recently, within the last couple of months, picked up uh, Modern Warfare. So uh, haven't done a ton of multiplayer in that game as well, like the, the proper uh, oh, I multiplayer. Love it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've always been a big fan of Call of Duty multiplayer. I've been curious to see what they do with uh, Battle Royale this time around. And from what I played, it is definitely interesting. It's It's not... Uh, worrying too much about what other battle royales are doing, it seems. Yeah, because there's so many different things. There's vehicles and, uh, like you said, the the gulag where you you get killed and you essentially get thrown into prison and have to fight one person one on one in order to get thrown back in the game. And if you lose there, your teammates can still get you, but they have to pay. So there's money around wow. the. The arena that they can go and collect that money and then go to a drop station and pay or they, I mean they could spend their money on weapon upgrades or other things or mm-hmm. if or they self really to, or self provide or yeah so I was playing with Badbit um and he's excellent that's maybe the other thing is like oh, I'm surprised surprise so good <laughs> but he um because we were all learning it all at the same time he was trying to buy like he was trying to revive me but he accidentally purchased a self revive so that later when he died <laughs> he could pick himself back up he just, but it tur- oh, turned out yeah. perfect because I'm just sitting there eating ice cream right Chelsea brought me some Dairy Queen I'm sitting there eating the Dairy Queen and then he's going off and he's killing everybody like he's going on right. this rampage Finally, he gets knocked down. He's like, oh, I've got a self-revive. So he gets himself back up, and he actually wins, gets us across the finish line, gets us a victory chicken dinner royale or whatever it was Amazing. called, champions. 
Um, but yeah, there's like the thing is like when we talk about this game, there's so much to like about it. Like everything we just said, yeah. awesome. The vehicles are so much fun. Like yep. the 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 currency aspect of things, the gulag and everything. It feels like Call of Duty, which is great. You can bring in your own loadouts from your custom loadouts that you build in regular yeah. multiplayer. There's a way to bring those in, which I feel like is cheating, but it feels awesome. I don't know why it's just not like sticking with me. It's just like maybe I just need maybe a little bit more time. But there is a lot to like here. I just I don't know. Maybe I just don't like feeling like dead weight playing with bad. But maybe that's my problem. Uh. Yeah, they'll play with me. I'm, I'm yeah, we'll, we'll suck a, together. Not, not quite a bad bit level. Yeah. <laughs> we can suck together. Yeah, man. <laughs> you guys can um, hold each other while you're getting killed. Oh. There you go. Uh, yeah, for me, it's... Uh, I mean, the reason I put so much time into Fortnite and, and this game is yeah it's it's not Fortnite, so it's taking me a little while to get used to the mechanics and and first person and all that kind of stuff it's been a while since i i put any significant amount of time into a call of duty multiplayer but i want to and i've been trying to get the guys that i usually play Fortnite with be like guys it's free check it out because there's been a few of them complaining uh you know you shoot once and someone builds a five-star hotel with wi-fi and a swimming pool uh in Fortnite. <laughs> It's just it's crazy, right? Or like it's either that, or we come across uh, goons and we get five victory rounds in a row, and it's just like you know, uh, is it any is it a challenge? It's either not a challenge or too much of a challenge. Mm-hmm. There's no middle ground. We find sometimes. Um, so I've been trying to get them. You know, everyone download this. It's crossplay. It's free. It's it, crossplay is huge. There's that's, no building that's awesome. and it's it's uh, you know hopefully. I can get a few people in there or, you know, if, if, if we start playing together, um, you know, that, that to me is the aspect of Fortnite that I like the most mm-hmm. of just being able to get together with some friends, uh, a couple of guys I used to work with and a couple of other guys that I, I normally play with, um, getting together and, and just being able to <laughs> make fun of each other while we're playing or talk or do whatever, or, um, strategize as a team. That to me is the best part of Fortnite, and if I can bring that over to here, really, it doesn't matter what we're playing as long mm-hmm. as we're playing something together, right? So uh, that that could be a big part of whether I stick with this game or not is finding that crew to uh, to drop in with. So uh, mechanically, I am super impressed, and staying power will be decided by who's there. Basically, yeah. it seems like I 15 think. million people jumped on board within the first couple of days too. Like they're, yeah. they're blasting through these milestones. Like every new battle Royale. Now it seems like just crashes through some of these incredible milestones. Um, one thing that I, I just briefly mentioned there, one of the reasons that is maybe keeping me away from this game is um, all my friends are playing the division two right now, either on Xbox or on PC. And the division two has made a huge, huge comeback. And I know when like the, the destiny crew is like kind of split a little bit on, do they mm-hmm. stick with Destiny or do they go over to the Division 2? That game is is rock solid, man. That game is so much fun. So much to do with that one. Yeah, that was a great yeah, move I, uh... to make that game three bucks to get people into <laughs> it just before it dropped. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Mm-hmm. I bought it for three bucks and still haven't fired it up. That's another either. problem that, that I've had the last, uh, the last little bit, I guess, getting ready for the baby to come in a couple Fair. of months. I have been... Uh, really mo- most of my gaming time has been little pick up and play things yeah. like round guard or picking up Pokemon again and specifically going after one Pokemon to fill my Pokemon decks or my Poke- Pokemon home index or whatever, uh, which was the other kind of game that I've been picking at um, in, in our list, you know, the show notes, I wrote Pokemon home and that's basically been it. I've been trying to complete the, uh, the Pokedex through Pokemon home and it's, it's literally just been jumping in 
and being like, okay, what do I need? Hit my knee. Okay, where can I find that? What game can I get him in? Um, let's go firm. A hit my knee. Take 15 minutes out of my time. Or, okay, I need this thing to get to level 20 because I need it to evolve into the next thing so I can add that to my decks. Let's spend 15 minutes leveling up, and uh, and that's it. And then I can go back to whatever it is, building a crib or picking out paint colors or an outfit or whatever. I like it's, it's, that's, that's my life right now. And I don't think it's Mm going to get any easier anytime soon. So, uh, you know, jumping into a game as a service game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And I have been picking at Fortnite and rocket league and now call of duty and, um, yeah, trying to trying to determine whether I want to jump into the next season of destiny or if I want to try, uh, the the division two uh, you know it's uh yeah it's a rough time for my gaming life for sure I'm, I'm bad Mark, man Mark I thought yeah. you'd be getting like babysitting mama for Wii or something so you could practice <laughs> uh, not quite yet but I mean I have been hatching a couple of eggs in Pokemon so I mean that's well, kind like of the that. same thing right mm-hmm. like exactly. you know putting that in your basket or, or you know adding it to your team and then running around uh, that's that's how babies grow right I hope you, just, you don't that's the same uh, thing. I hope you don't. I hope you aren't disappointed by the Pokemon that Lauren hatches, because that would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean it's only level one? Uh, can we try again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Normal type. Come on. Exactly. So I've got to look. It comes out shooting question. fire from its ass. I, I'm going to be worried. Well, they'll shoot something from their ass. That's the, the, yeah. there's a term called blowout, and that's a special that's ability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or it. poop in the bathtub. It depends on what they do. <laughs> Code brown. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, so, Pokemon Home is that just for uh, the traditional games, or does that cross over with Pokemon Go? Uh, it does not cross over with Pokemon Go yet. Uh, apparently, they are working on that, and really, Pokemon Home right now only works with Sword and Shield and Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Uh, You can import things from Pokemon Bank from older games. So I did that a little bit with, uh, I fired up some older games on the 3DS uh, and the DS and transferred some stuff there. And I'm trying to decide if I want to go back and put some time into those games like uh, Heart Gold and that kind of stuff to really try to fully round out like the national Pokedex because right now I'm working on like those original 151 the Kanto decks that's it right like from whatever uh, Bulbasaur to Mew, Mew uh, essentially <laughs> that's what I'm trying to fill if I can get those 151 uh, for the first time in 20 years since uh, Red wow. and Blue first came out um, I'll be happy for some weird little reason that's uh, that's bugging my brain um, <laughs> Pokemon Home right now is available yeah for your phone and uh, and Switch and uh, the, it is a yearly subscription I think it's 25 bucks which some people were outraged over like 25 but dollars because I guess Pokemon Bank was five bucks but I never really subscribed to that before so I had no reference point uh, to piss me off or annoy me but mm-hmm. uh, anyway I don't know it's uh, it's been cool so far I can swap Pokemon back and forth and trade my brother and all that kind of crap. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Sean, you, you mentioned quickly dragon age or origins, uh, for anyone that listened to your amazing talk with, uh, with Kaylee, uh, I, th- I don't think this is going to be a surprise that you jump back into this game. Uh, that was such a delightful episode. 
I love that we the gamer cast is is back in full swing. It is <laughs> literally a pro- I, I would say my favorite show on the internet oh, wow. because you are one of the best, most natural uh, interviewers that I've ever heard. Um, and like seriously, if no one's heard this show before, if you're listening right now, subscribe. It is a masterclass in how to conduct an interview with someone and make a stranger from the internet, a friend from the internet. And you, you say it's about games, but it covers so much other stuff kind of circling back and making it a little bit about games, but it's, it's more about games and life and a a big emphasis on the life part. But the, the conversation with Kaylee was so fun and so nerdy. And I love it when you just get generally geeky like that. So tell us a little bit about dragon age origins and how you got back into that and why you're, uh, you're going to play it. My God, man. Well, thank you. First of all, that that's way, way too kind. Um, just faking it till I make it, man. Um, and it honestly, like I just rely on great guests. Um, that's, that's truly the power of the show. Um, Gosh, thank you. Um, <clears throat> Dragon Age, I've been, it's been on my mind for a, for a while now, actually. I actually talk about it in the upcoming episode with Andrew Semichek as well. Like, it's been on my mind for a bit. And um, anybody who's played it, they know. Um, but anybody who's not played it, I kind of want to just jump into this just for a quick second to say, it, this is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, when I It was the very first game that I played where I'm like, I need to go find more about it. Right? Like, in the middle of me playing, I'm like, there's got to be a podcast about this game. There's got to be like, like the wiki, like the the wiki pages, like the fan pages and everything like that. Um, I jumped into a podcast called um, Dragon Age OTR for Off the Record, and I just couldn't get enough of this thing. I loved everything about it, and um, you you basically start things out, and this is one of the biggest reasons I wanted to jump back into it, having only played through it once before, um, back in. 2015 i think just after um inquisition came out i was about to play back in 2015 i was just about to play inquisition i played maybe an hour of it i'm like i don't know what's going on why don't i just go back and play through origins loved it played through two and then played through inquisition like those were the first three months of 2015 for me i'm like that's a different time man where I was these are not through. short games they're no. not <laughs> they're not <laughs> short games but i was just looking at my achievement list going like dude i crushed origins back and i did like the whole thing within a couple of weeks and i just couldn't get enough of it and one of the reasons you just don't i feel like you don't see this anymore even within the bioware games you could pick you have i think there's actually six origin stories that you can that's why it's called origins so you can pick like a mage male or female you can pick an elf male or female or a human uh, or a dwarf and they all have completely different starting points like the first couple hours are like not just variants like not like you're on this side of the room or that side of the room and you're in like opposite ends of the of of ferelden the land that you're playing in um and the the origin stories are so compelling um i'm playing as a as an elf right now and i started the day off as um it's the wedding day i'm playing as a female so i'm the bride mm-hmm. and i don't want to get married it's an arranged marriage and then like these humans come in like elves in in dragon age are are uh, they're free but they are historically they're they were slaves so they're they're still kind of like they're not quite equal and um still so there's kind of like a, a racism kind of overtone to it or undertone i guess and um so you, you start the game and then all of a sudden you're in jail like they kind of like throw you away and you got to um, get yourself out of that but if you start as a mage with the first my my first playthrough you're introduced to this squealy kind of um weaselly friend named Jowen who's maybe maybe not dabbling into the dark arts of becoming a blood age blood mage but he's also like banging one of the one of the church ladies like he's like <laughs> it's like this forbidden love like that's it is 
absolutely incredible the stories that are here to explore and then in the dwarf land it's in orzammar it's incredible as well a lot of uh, political stuff happening over there so you got to even just play the origin stories just to experience that kind of stuff and the gameplay is um is is fine but it's really just the story that is the reason that i really want to jump into it now with all that said one of my favorite games ever i will say now that i'm jumping back into it the combat's pretty rough it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty tough to get back into this game, depending on the class of character that you're in. So that's been a bit of a challenge over the last little bit. But I spent the last couple of days a little bit sick, and I figure I just finished Ori. This has been on my mind. I kept like hovering around. I don't know if you guys do this when you're when you're choosing what game is next. You're like, I kept, I had it there. I was about to press A, and I move it on next. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. And I, I just kept coming back to it. So mm-hmm. I'm loving Dragon Age Origins. It is. It's an older game, but it's a great game. And people should, if, if you've missed that sort of thing from your games, like where player choice matters, like you can make a choice and it just happens like that. And it like somebody's dead forever or you save them and then they come back around. They matter later on in the game or they even matter back in Dragon Age 2 or Inquisition as well. Like the the flow through in, the, in that era of, of Bioware games is masterclass, man. So I love it, and I've been I've just been enjoying it. It's kicking my butt for sure because it's a <laughs> it's a um, kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons. It's very similar to it's like a 3D version of um, Baldur's Gate. Um, very very challenging in that in that way, but my God, what an absolute masterful game! Yeah, that game is full of uh, great choices. Not black, not white, and the right. unintended consequences will come back. And that those are the best type of games. The Witcher has a bunch of those as well. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect kind of went the opposite way and said, like, you know, you got to be either really good or really bad. And that kind of they lost that uh, sense of, I guess, um, feeling that they could just play with some dynamics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys keep talking. My PC is about that. I need to grab the power cord. Hold on. Oh, I'll talk about Dragon Age all day long, man. There's this. There's, yeah, I was just, just I'm coming up to Redcliffe. There's this kid who's like possessed by a demon, and you're like, you're coming up with this choice. What do you do with this kid? He's gonna ruin everything, Mark. You're gonna you right. kill the kid and then take care of the demon all of itself, or do you risk your life trying to and risk everything else trying to go into the demon world called the Fade and try to take care of the demon that way? Maybe save the kid, but maybe you ruin everything trying to do that. Like my first playthrough, right. I killed that. You better believe I killed that kid. <laughs> like right, he's like this nine year old. His name's Connor. He's cute as hell. Take him out. Take, Take him, him out, out, man. <laughs> yep. So why why do you think companies have have gone away from this? Do you think there's there's too much complexity in other aspects of games where the worlds are so alive and and you know there's there's kind of no constraints anymore uh, graphically and and this and that and and they don't have time to spend on on these diverging story paths or do you think people are just kind of or you know developers i don't want to say lazy but they're they're taking the easier way out of saying well it's an open world so we're not going to script all these intricate stories and that kind of stuff uh what what do you think why are are, are these games not really popping up anymore i think it's data driven i think there was a a story recently that said like 90 percent of people who played mass effect chose the good guy side of things and that's that's got to discourage you from doing that and then also this game, as I mentioned, is kind of like that natural progression from if you were just playing those top-down, very text-heavy RPGs, maybe even like turn-based RPGs. That's kind of what we were expecting there, which just from a design standpoint and writing standpoint, that was already challenging. But at least you didn't have to roll it out in a production. Like You didn't have to have somebody like do the voice acting or animation capture, yeah. anything like that. Um, 
so it seemed like that was where games were going, um, especially if people who play like um, Chrono Trigger or anything like that, anything with like branching endings and storylines. That's where that's what our expectations were from role playing mm-hmm. games. And when, when we went from like 2D into 3D in the open world, we got a little bit of that. But yeah, to your point, like it's hard as hell. And now dad is showing what people actually do. And right. it's it just it can't be worth it. This seemed to be like the original um, two guys who who started Bioware. That was where their heart was, like of making that the core of the games. And they've since moved on. And I think that takes a very particular person to want to design a game in that way and to produce it in that way where you don't have to do that to sell games. That's the thing Like you don't really. Yeah. And that's kind of like one of the things I was really looking forward to rightfully or wrongfully um, with Anthem, I wanted branching storylines. You think that with all those people and all mm-hmm. the, the factors of uh, the number of people, um, the, the permutations and combinations that would be available with all the people playing that game, um, that that would be possible. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it wasn't even close to that, like on a number of, a number of fronts, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think that it's just, they can see what people do and they'll now cater to, what people actually do versus what creators come like they kind of like growing up wanting to create. Yeah. I mean, we've got like, um, CD project red. I mean, I, I there's, there's quests in Witcher three that I didn't even touch. And yeah. all those quests are almost better than a lot of main storylines, a lot of games. And with uh, cyberpunk, I mean, I, I, the way they, they, the way they operate, there's probably going to be so many different stories they tell in that game. So I think some mm. people are doing it right, but yeah, to your point, a lot of people aren't because uh, people only have so much time to game, and not everybody's going to put their heart and soul in the full game to get the full experience like you would, Sean, with you know playing Dragon Age Origins with eight I'm so, characters. I'm so glad you brought that up because that now, like with that not being, it hasn't become mainstream. Those games will stand out so much more. Like it's that's yeah. the best thing is that the ones that will put the time in to create something truly unique those games will stand out and there's so much heart and soul that cd project red especially and that's what we used to get from bioware as well um that they cd project puts into those games and people resonate with that big time Mm -hmm. so i i'm I'm glad to see that game is getting hyped up so much i think there's gonna be a ton of people playing it and i'm just i can't guys keanu reeves is in that game don't forget (laughs) i love you (laughs) seriously (laughs) you're breathtaking I yeah, I mean, and to point, I mean, I know you're uh, uh, I was going to say, Sean, your your wife is really into Fallout and Fallout 76 is basically making Fallout 76 into a real Fallout game. They're adding all the NPCs, all the storylines that people love. So it's kind of amazing. I think people are pushing back on I, I the mechanics aren't what make Fallout great. It's the right. storyline the interactions and the things that happen and the jank to a certain extent. Yeah, it's it's the changing. It's the like I'm making an impact on this world. Like when I get into it, it's going to be different than when than before. And that's the that's the thing about role playing games that maybe we've kind of like gone away from a little bit. But I just having played Dragon Age now, it's like I you really only get what's really challenging because you only really get like one shot. It's not like a like a JRPG or some of the other games where you could just kind of like go grind out XP. Like you kind of have to make the right choices at the right time. Otherwise, you may have a dead playthrough, which is a turnoff for some people. It's definitely a turnoff for me. Mm-hmm. I, I may run into a place where I realize that this isn't the best start that I've had. I may have to go back at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did that with... Um, oh, shoot. What was the game? Um, Skyrim. Yeah. In one of my... When I when I first picked it up on Switch, uh, and I had played it on 360 and kind of you know knew where I went in, in that playthrough so i decided to kind of take a different path and ended up in a place where i just felt like i was it was was, like you said a dead playthrough that it was Mm -hmm. just like you know i i've got to wipe this and start over and it was it was uh disheartening because i did put 
I'm going to say 15 hours or more, maybe 20 uh, at that point into this playthrough. And then, you know, so I was kind of at a decent amount of time into this, but at, at the same time, not even scratching the surface of where I thought the game could go. So it was one of those frustrating things of like, I just dumped a ton of time into this. Mm-hmm. And that's now our, I need RPGs, to delete right? it and start over. It sucked. It's yeah. like picking yeah. the wrong. It's like picking the wrong class or race. I think that's what I <laughs> like did. That. I think oh. that's actually what I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to see. Yeah. I just wanted to see this. The origin. It's a different origin story. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. Todd, you have uh, one more game that you've been playing. What? Uh, what yeah. Uh, anything as in depth as? <laughs> no, not at all. This game is not in depth at all. This game is your updated 16 bitification of the classic brawler uh this is by devolver uh studios and it is definitely a weird old game you're basically in a uh post-apocalyptic russia it's a beat-em-up um it's very russian you can pick your character it's streets of rage but they've added some mechanics where you can uh steal like this weird concoction from corpses to make to get your health back up or it makes you makes you rage uh there's mutants all over the place uh there's there's some weird like uh escort missions which is kind of interesting in a beat em up but you know it's so fun um it's it's not an in-depth game but it's it's definitely tongue-in-cheek it's over the top it feels like um uh, like a, a classic 80s action film as well tango and cash cobra whatever you want to play whatever you like and uh, it's there it's on game pass so it's on pc i don't know if it's on xbox or not but uh check it out it's just a nice distraction um and it's a nice update to a classic beat-em-up genre that i i really enjoy a lot i don't know if there's co-op or not i think there is so but i'm not sure if it's local or online but definitely check it out it's free to try and it's probably not going to be a long experience that is uh, mother russia bleeds correct yeah Yes, yes. yes uh, and it, it is, uh, I'm looking up on the Game Pass app right now. It is PC only at the current time on Game Pass, at least. Don't know if it's out for other consoles. Uh, that'd be something I'd I have think to you up. need like a 1080 GTI Super to run it anyway. Yeah, probably. right. That's holding it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those pixels. <laughs> so yeah. many pixels. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that takes us out of the news this week. We get in a news flash. Um, we're going to make this a little bit of a, a lighter uh, news section at the beginning. And how do you make it lighter? You come out with some awesome clothes by Levi's and Nintendo, guys. <laughs> This is like the Fresh Prince of Belair, uh, Bel Air f- fashion plate <laughs> show from the mall. It's something. It's definitely something. Uh, mercy, I. You know when I, when I first saw when I first saw this teased, um, I I thought, you know, oh shoot, I just bought two new pair of je- pairs of jeans uh, from Old Navy. That sucks because I like Levi's in general, uh, and. Also, you know, Super Mario themed. Um, but when I when I saw saw these actual products, I was like, "Wow, they went in a very different direction." Uh, mm-hmm. The the pants are honestly, I kind of want these, but I want them just like to start doing like the Canardians corner and start doing videos again, and just like completely like Don Cherry it up only like <laughs> yeah, not as man. people-y and, and just like, you know, a little bit goofy of wearing like a super Mario suit. And, uh, this is like, it's over the top. It, it, it is so over the top. I love it. I love mm-hmm. that. They just went for it completely. Right. It's, it's shorts. It's there are shorts, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. fanny packs. 
<laughs> there's overalls. I mean, yeah, if they wanted to do like '90s style, it was definitely going to be with Levi's. Like this brings back mm-hmm. memories, man. Like you got to have your red tabs, or else what are you doing with your life? You know what I mean? Oh my goodness, orange Patches. tabs like just don't even bother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. even on the late the the Levi's uh, patch on the back, it's got little Nintendo logos, and you know it's it's they went all in, and why not? I'm just, Absolutely. I, who's buying? I'd love to know if you guys are buying these clothes. Like, hit me up. I got to see this thing. Like, let me know. Yeah. I want to know who's buying yeah. this stuff. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but that wasn't the only Nintendo partnership that we learned about this week. They also came out with. A Lego tease, and they did both teases the same way, or very similar at least, of like kind of flashing the, you know, Super Mario Plus brand insert here. Uh, so they did Levi's first, and then they did the same thing with Lego and showed like the Mario face with uh, what looked like and what we now know was an LCD screen behind it with some animated features. Uh, super weird little tease. No one was sure if this was a real Lego set, a Lego Mario game, or both. And now we know what it is. So one of you guys want to want to take this one and, and run? And Sean, I know you've been looking at this uh, and wondering if Lincoln is kind of ready for it or not. So what are your first impressions of what we now know is a Super Mario Lego set with a little extra magic thrown in? I my- did, uh, you guys. I just added a link uh, that is. I add so much things I had no clue about this game. So if you just want to pull it up, um, it's kind of crazy. It's got optical sensors in it. It reads barcodes. Of course yes, it does. Open up, open up the link I, I sent so you. This I noticed. Is yeah, crazy. there's a there's a Bluetooth button on the back of Mario that I, I figured there'd be some interaction with. But wow. I mean, it kind of makes so a couple of my first thoughts when I very first saw it, I was like, it kind of looks cheap, to be honest. Like somebody had mentioned on Twitter, like a mega box. It kind of looks like a bad Happy Meals toy. And I don't (laughs) entirely disagree. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't it doesn't look like that. That typical Lego thing for better, for worse. Maybe they didn't want it to look like just a usual, like a different skin on their usual Lego thing. But it does look more like the Duplox or um, mega blocks or something like that. Uh, the other, th- the other thought I had was like, I can't believe it's taken until now for Nintendo and Lego to partner up in this way. Like this is really the first. Um, but yeah, now I'm looking through all these barcode or these uh, bullet points, and there is there is so much. They like they've gone <laughs> over and above on this on this thing. There is uh, talking to it says you're talking to Yoshi makes Mario happy, so he has a little heart on his belly screen. And he has different phrases to say hi or uh, it's a me. Like, oh my gosh. Maybe I do wow. need to check this out. I just don't think it looks very good. But the toy. He has a, a like it's, color sensor on the bottom of his feet so you can read a selection of the Lego color palette. Like, there is some technology in this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, um, it, it's essentially wow. a game. This is essentially like a board game. And it, or playing almost like a Mario Party type of you know tiled spaces and it and it interacts and I saw the people the video of the kids playing together and it's kind of got some interactivity with what happens in this game piece um, and apparently they're going to add different uh, options in the future so you can build it out and and build on to the gaming uh, I guess elements itself so this is definitely different and they said this is not the end all be all for their relationship so I mean they could do the traditional Lego sets something I thought they should have done a long time ago is the Mm -hmm. uh, Lego game 
by Traveler's Tale using, uh, you know, Mario. Can you and they could play with that. I mean, mm-hmm. that should be awesome. That's kind of what I thought it was going to be, to be honest. That was yeah, my initial Ubisoft, impression was uh, like, yeah, yeah, we, we were going to see uh, a game come from this, you know. But it's they're saying right now it's there's there's no interaction with the Switch or any other Lego consoles. Uh, one one interesting bit that I just read and uh, where did that go? Oh, the the team wanted to make sure they don't set the figure at a at such a high price point that nobody can afford it. So they're they're not doing a get a second job kind of thing. Like the rest here. of Lego. <laughs> yeah, really. Like the rest uh, of the so yeah, are what, so expensive. What what does Lego consider a high price? Because yeah, a hundred percent true. Um, so the the size ultimately followed from what technology they needed to fit inside it and to make it affordable, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm really curious about pricing on this one, especially like you said, uh, Sean, um, you know, is this appropriate for kids and, and that kind of stuff? And, and how much do you want to spend for younger kids that might be very much into the, the Mario stuff and want those figures and, and, you know, gravitate toward Amiibo or, or any kind of Mario figure uh, versus, you know, one quick shot of this across a room or playing a tiny bit too rough and it shatters yeah. any number of these sensors or a screen or the Bluetooth connectivity inside it. This is a, this is a very, like, at least very ambitious kind of project for typical for Nintendo. Can't just do worse. can't just do Lego. Just they got they got to do it like upside down and backwards reversed, <laughs> and with a little extra magic tossed into it. Um, but wouldn't it be amazing if they did make a Mario Lego game? And then that was on like that's imagine if that's how you got um, Mario on PlayStation was through like a Lego like a Telltale. Oh, that'd be tra- crazy. Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be that would be amazing. I mean, Thank WB you. owns owns uh, that studio, Traverse Tales, so mm-hmm. they could do a game, and that's how they Nintendo has done these things. They partnered with uh, Ubisoft for uh, Mario's Rabbids, so I mean, I could definitely see this, and it would be a huge game. This would be the typical game they would announce at an E3, and then would be out in three months, because yeah. that could be their mm-hmm. big. That would be their big game for the fall, because everybody would buy this thing. That would oh, be massive, absolutely. man. It'd be yeah. Well, I mean, really, Lego Dimensions was it was the opportunity. Like I was thinking yeah. like the, so- yeah, the Sonic levels you got yeah. with that, and yeah, yeah. for some yeah. of these like better known mascots to make their way into Lego, like Lego Dimensions is that was a special game. It was pretty great, yeah. yeah. And on really PC was. actually, it's on PC actually, and they oh. unlocked everything. Or no, no, it was Disney Infinity. That's what I'm thinking. They unlocked oh, everything. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. But yeah. they could do that with Lego, the Lego Dimension games. Yeah, definitely. I was really surprised with Lego City Undercover being an exclusive Nintendo game, especially when it launched. That there were no real. Nintendo, Nintendo tie-ins. It yeah. was it was such a, a weird kind of thing. Or when they when when Nintendo got that exclusive game, I kind of expected you know some some Nintendo or Mario Lego sets because of that partnership. And we never really got anything. It was just kind of like a well, here's an exclusive Lego game. Have fun. It's you know GTA bricks. Nintendo's uh, GTA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. And, but but nothing more really ever came from that until until now and it's it's definitely not the way i expected them to do it but uh i'll be very curious to see where this goes and how um you know how they they handle everything price included mm-hmm. just amazed they had broke that uh exclusive connects uh contract <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm sure that was very knock off legos yeah um another good piece of news we got that uh the world of football is expanding the nfl has opened up their license now to go back to 2k 
Ultimately, what this means, there will not be a standard 2K5 or game like that. But essentially, we will get a non-simulation NFL game from 2K. This has me very excited because all I want to play is NFL Blitz, and I can't. Unless I break out a GameCube or a Dreamcast. Dreamcast, yeah, man. Yeah, I I don't know how successful the NBA Jam reboot stuff was. I mean, it got a sequel, right? Yeah. So there's like NBA Playgrounds. That's the playgrounds. Uh, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. basically, kind of took over the NBA Jam feeling, and and uh, you know there there is playgrounds too. Um, I'm I'm wondering if they saw some success with that and want to do the same thing with NFL. Uh, those are the kind of sports games that get me in. I I have zero interest in playing any kind of simulation, but super blood hockey playgrounds, whatever sport you can throw at me with some fun uh, over the top arcadiness. Uh, yeah, I'll try out. Mm-hmm. NFL Street, remember that game? NBA cool. Street, yeah, yeah. Remember when Mario NBA played Street basketball stuff. against yeah. real NBA players? That was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that. What the you hell don't was that? that? NBA, oh, really? NBA yeah. Street on GameCube had Mario and Nintendo characters actually in the game. And I've always on. wanted that. that. I've always wanted yep. that. That's awesome, yeah, Sean. Mario uh, with the, you, Mario you with the concussion. The, yeah. What do you think about the? <laughs> right. the Sport I'm right with games. I'm right with you, man. Like it's it's something that is it hits the nostalgia feels big time. But at the same time, like I I don't know. Like I do want I want something like almost like in between. Like that's kind of where like when I was playing sports games for sure was um, back in the day was somewhere between Blitz, but then like hardcore Madden, right? Like that's where like the sweet spot was for me. But that's very personal to me, and it does seem like it's probably you're probably better off making a game that's what you have with madden now which i think has a massive audience one of the most successful games on a yearly basis and then fifa and nhl kind of like sit in that same space but yeah man there's always like that great in nhl there's like the three on three mode which i had a lot of fun with and the game that you could just kind of like pick up and play but i don't remember hearing too much on the nba playgrounds other than like it's there it's 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 fine um i just actually hope this is me just wishing beyond wish that this is just a bit of a crack in the exclusivity around some of these licenses kind of like what we just saw with um mlb um now allow it now um playstation is not the only place to have uh, the show that that the license now is that sony now has to make a game that is um available on xbox and potentially even switch as well um i would i would just like to see more of that i don't i don't think anybody really likes one console getting one license or even one company being able to make one uh sport i'd like to see more and more like those are really the classic days of of nfl 2k really just 2k i think was um some of the original stuff so hopefully this is like us getting back to that blitz would be great to have for sure but it's not it's not big enough to have like a like a a moment in games other than you have it on a weekend maybe you play it a couple times and that's probably it so hopefully it just is more there's more to it than just that yeah and uh at this point this may be the only way you play a football game on the switch which is just very sad that's crazy no kidding that's wild yeah uh, then we get into something that's not so happy, and that is everything is canceled, gentlemen. Everything is canceled. E3 has been canceled. We've got GDC has been canceled. Uh, Pokemon Go uh, and Wizards Unite uh, events have been canceled. BAFTA Game Awards is going to be online only. Microsoft is going to have their GDC presentations online. Esports are down now. Um, ultimately, do you expect any events to be actually happen this year. Gosh, gaming it, wise or other. It's tough, man. It's it, you just like to be able to see like at what point in time can we get back to it, but it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like there's any 
any light at the at the end of the tunnel here. Um, it's I don't know. I don't. I, I would like I would like it, but obviously it's you don't really have any control over it. Um, mm-hmm. So at some point, somebody is going to have to be either either we get the, the all clear from kind of like the World Health Organization or something, or maybe it'll come from like wrestling. <laughs> like, you, but even wrestling just had SmackDown in front of Without nobody, an had an en- empty arena. So yeah. it seems like we're in the thick of it now. But you have to think eventually we'll get back to the normal. So mm-hmm. who is that going to be? Like somebody's kind of have gonna have to step out with a little bit of courage, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And people will have to have courage to buy the tickets. To whatever that that thing is going to be, <laughs> but certainly there's there's an opportunity when everything shuts down and that becomes our normal for a, a short little while. There's going to be like a spark where somebody goes like our first like thing, and maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's the NHL coming back or NBA coming back on after their brief pause. Um, but I don't know. Right now, it's some of these events that are getting canceled are months away. Like E3 oh, is yeah. like three months away at least. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's no not really any hope other than we know where things could get back to. Yeah. So in the meantime, uh, with E3 being on top of mind, um, obviously we're, we've already got announcements from Nintendo saying they're going to do things. Microsoft is going to do things um, at this point. What about the other players though? The, the, the Ubisoft's, the Capcom's, the Konami's, well, Konami, we, we do not want them doing any more conferences ever again. But what about the other, uh, the, the, the ones that play large, typically off the coattails of an Xbox, a Nintendo, maybe have their own conference? Are they strong enough to do their own? I know Ubisoft wanted to do something because they have a lot of new games coming out this year because they didn't release anything this year. So Yeah, and there's, uh, there's strong rumors about WB having their very first absolutely. conference and talking mm-hmm. about the new Batman game and Harry Potter. And yeah, man, yeah. that's that's really tricky. And I, what I think about is, like with Microsoft particularly, having the only show last year, and they were gunning up to have the only show um, press conference at E3 this year. I'm kind of just as an Xbox fan, kind of hoping that they're reaching out to some of these big and small developers, and they create it as part of their whatever presentation that they do, that they that they make sure that they, they leverage those partnerships. Again, big and small. Like the WB thing, mm-hmm. all of these, like really... Any of us can can create our own thing. You see it with Kind of Funny. They do mm-hmm. a big showcase as well. Um, shout out to Barry Dunn. Does his um, Impact Direct. Impact Direct. That's right. Yep. Um, and so it's not like, especially like a WB, they could they could easily put something together and, and get their message out there. But I think it would be even more impactful for one of the platforms to really create something. Um, on In PlayStation land, I think it's interesting because at the start of the year, they were saying they're not going to be at E3, but they're going to do hundreds of hundreds of events throughout the year and obviously it's almost like they jinxed it they're like and nothing has happened to this and they can't they i don't know what exactly they had planned that would have been i don't know if it's better or worse if they would have told us what we could have expected from them but they just said we'll be there will be fan events and Mm -hmm. 2020 has canceled all of them so it'll just be it'll be interesting i was saying uh, to to ryan on the xbox drive this week how i just kind of as much as it's limiting i'm kind of interested to see what platforms and marketers are doing through this limitation you it creates you have to create new ways of reaching your audience you just can't go well i guess there's the coronavirus everywhere we can't do anything like business the show must go mm-hmm. on so it'd be really interesting to see what ways they're they're going to try and work around this yeah i think yeah, it'll be interesting sure. too people are like myself my company said don't come to work and work from home for the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know how you collaborate and build a big event and keep those things going in a environment where you want to be around people. You want to be able to uh, say, hey, what do you think about this? It's much harder in a Skype environment to do that type of very uh, spontaneous type of planning. So I- I'm curious how they're going to still do these things. Can people work from home and and build a presentation? Can they great you know great graphics without that type? I, I don't know. Do they have the work? horsepower PCs to do the things they need to do from home. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. It's not even just like, are these companies big enough, but can they actually get together and operate? Yeah. That's a, that's really interesting. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing to go into of, uh, and and one thing I've been thinking about is, is timing of everything, you know, will, will we still see, online conferences happen in the same let's say e3 week even though e3 is not a thing will we still see microsoft and nintendo and uh, ubisoft and wb or whoever was planning some sort of presentation during that e3 timeline or will they spread it out a little bit Mm -hmm. will we still get that news dump at that time of the year or will this be spread out throughout the entire summer as people take a step back and wait until they, like you said, they can collaborate and make this, you know, make sure they do this right. It's, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting thing to see, you know, is there still something to celebrate in where, you know, June or whatever, um, you know, like, like we usually do. Um, or is this going to be completely different? Is this going to be online digital events? Or uh, one thing I was thinking about is could companies take, a game i know you know fortnite has been famous over the past couple of years of doing these big in-game events whether it was rise of skywalker uh marshmallow you know concerts that kind of thing are there games that could also do this could destiny host something where it's a live world where you can go in and watch a trailer you know somewhere could they do that with the division where you go into you know, New York Square. or somewhere, right? Yeah. And, and there's, there's so giant cool. screens that are, that are saying, you know, just for that interactivity bit of, you know, you drop in with your friends somewhere, are there games or ways that they can do that in a, at least a bit of an interactive way that doesn't feel like I'm just sitting at home watching something on YouTube, which is fine. But I think having some interaction, whether they do it in Twitch and you can you know, hit the chat or something like that. Uh, but I think finding interesting ways to do it, whether it's, uh, you know, like I said, in a game live, is that possible with other games or is Fortnite just doing things that no other developer is even attempting to right now, or even on their radar? Uh, does that show the flexibility of their engine or what they can do or that team? Um, or will we see those, you know, is this going to be the the catalyst for a Ready Player One type world where you know we can jump in and and yeah, you know, the three of us second life. Uh, yeah, exactly, right? You know, our PlayStation Home guys, they are. Oh, yeah, Sony already solved right. this. That's Let's it. get it. Sony already solved yes. this. Yes, um, I, I, what I, what I will double down on is Devolver Digital will come out with something so over the top and wrong. Like they will be leaning into this thing big time, and I cannot 100%. wait to see it. Where maybe some people were thinking that last year was getting a little bit old, that like the same old, same old from Devolver. Yep. Like they're gonna kind of like South Park this thing, I think. Where it's just like, let's call it out, let's just go right in, dive head, and go ten feet farther than you thought. Like way beyond the line is a dot at this point. Yep. 
They're going to break yeah, into people ho- sure. people's houses and just show up and do a presentation in bun- in just in front of individual families. I think they're just going to be <laughs> licking their hands and putting them on their faces and exactly. stuff. Like just really just like leaving like really snotty. Oh god, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be terrible. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Very disgusting. Yeah. Well, that takes us out of the news and we need to pick up the hotline cuz it is ringing. Yes. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Hey, Secret Friends Unite. You guys are doing well. Luke Lore here, the Incipit Ghost. You asked for a message about video games, and you are getting one. One of my favorite things about video games is when I get into a universe, when I get into a game, and then I want to consume all the, the games in that series, play the or read the comic books, read the novels, listen to the lore, watch YouTube videos about it, I've done it for Halo and Gears and most recently Darksiders. And it's one of the best things about video games, that it transcends multiple media types and that we're able to play, watch, listen in so many different ways. And that's truly what I wanted to tell you guys about, just the idea that when universes are created, we can have a blast in them. So I want to know what universes you guys have delved into beyond just the video game and what worlds are you currently exploring. That's it for me. Take care, guys. Thank you, Luke, for the great call. Um, gentlemen, you heard Luke's question. So what type of video game world has then opened your minds up to other media associated with it? Well, I know this really well about Luke, that Luke loves lore. And so I'm not so – as soon as he asked the question, I'm like, I'm not surprised about this uh, in, yeah. in the least. And I was – Luke and I often talked about this back on the Xbox Drive, that he was much more into it than I was. But so I was I, at first I was just saying to Mark, like, I don't know if I have like a great um, a great answer for this. Other than Dragon Age Origins is the my is absolutely my answer. It's the game that um, it wasn't necessarily like the books, although I need to go check out. There are some really good books that explore that. Um, but it is the game that I, I went all over the Internet to discover more about and and the different choices and what are the people's takes that were on it. It was it, it is absolutely Dragon Age. There's so much lore there. Um, so that's mine. Sean, did you ever watch like the there, I believe there was a Dragon Age anime um what? that was out yes i believe no, there was. obviously didn't. there's books and comics and things but i will look that up for you because i believe there is oh my god yes absolutely i'm right back into it man it's just like and i i know that we're still a couple of years out from the next dragon age and i i just kind of want wish that they as much as i want them to fix anthem i just need them mm. to give me my next dragon age man holy crap yeah. i love that series <laughs> here it yeah. is dragon age dawn of the seeker 2012 it's anime, an anime anime it's six parts Web series, dude. I'm t- I'm so. In. I guess I we it. know what Sean's doing tonight. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, uh, Todd. Do you have an answer for this? I I have a couple of things, but I'll let you go uh, go first with this one. I do. Uh, it was a when I got my awesome Hewlett Packard PC in college. It was a 486 SX 25 megahertz. It was a power powerful beast. I played a game called Betrayal at Crondor. Uh, it was a old school CRPG, really loved it, fell in love with the game, and I didn't realize it was based on a series of books. I'm like, what? So <laughs> I kind of discovered it backwards. So then after playing the game, absolutely loved it, got into the book series by Raymond E. Feast, uh, absolutely loved it, and it uh, just blew my mind. They made a sequel to it, which wasn't very good. And it was just my eye-opening. And, and since then, I actually got to uh, interview the author, 
It was fantastic, and I just loved it because it was like I didn't realize a video game could actually get me excited for something else mm-hmm. uh, with with the source material. So I, I just love that when media can just you know act where it is. I think The Witcher Three is at that point right now where it's like people are just now discovering the books after playing yeah. the games and everything else. So it's kind of backwards, but I love it. Nice. What about nice, Mark? What about you? Yeah, for me, a couple come to mind. Uh, Halo is one that, uh, you know, I've, I've read a couple of the books um, and, you know, to try to watch any kind of yeah, animated or, or TV show. Uh, some of them have been decent. Some of them have been not great. But, uh, you know, I, I like any kind of lore that I can get from that. Uh, Assassin's Creed is another one that, that comes to mind that the comic books, books, uh, any kind of thing that I can read because I love that the history aspect and how they can grab in different bits and p- pieces of uh, history or times that we haven't seen in the video games. Even playing the offshot uh, video games that aren't mainline, but uh, whether they were on DS or or other, you know, consoles, the, the 2D side-scrolling ones or whatever it is, uh, have been something that I've, I've definitely dived into a few times. Uh, even watch the movie, even though that was a snooze fest. I don't know how they screwed up Assassin's Creed so bad uh, for for a movie there, but mm-hmm. they did. Um, mercy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's I, – I do love when, when video games do this. Um, one for me that's – that you, you mentioned kind of a reversal – of you know something based on a, a book, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That was one of the reasons why that was my game of the year last year was because I love Star Wars so much, and it's not just the movies. My uh, you know I actually just found oh they've got to be around here somewhere. Um, rearranging things and, and moving things out of uh, what's now going to become the, the baby's room. Um, I found all my my uh, Jedi uh, young Jedi books from way back uh, where it was uh, Han and Leia's twins, mm-hmm. uh, Jason and Janna uh, and, and their Jedi training and, and that kind of stuff. I found all my old books. Uh, so I want to re- reread those, but basically since even since that far back, I've loved anything that expands that star Wars universe and uh, fallen order for me really did that and, uh, and looked into a time when, yeah, you know, the Jedi's were kind of outcast and, and that kind of thing and, and showing something that was not really related to the Skywalkers in any way was really interesting for me. And I hope they keep going with that kind of thing and, and, you know, showing a few more places across that universe that, you know, might've been going on at the same time, but were, were you know, not, not exactly in that lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really enjoyed Fallen Order for those specific reasons. Was it was it was expanding on that lore and expanding on that universe, uh, both figuratively and literally. So uh, anything like that, I love that video games can jump into those worlds and make you a part of those worlds, and uh, yeah. it's it's great. Yeah, and this made me think about Mass Effect. It's a series I absolutely loved, and I don't know when we're getting another Mass Effect. Didn't love Andromeda, but I realize now there's a lot of other material out there on Mass Effect. So I actually am excited to actually check that out. They made an anime back in the day, apparently. Didn't know that. They have comics. They have books. So I think I may explore those because I love the the world they created. And and like just like TV shows, when they go away, sometimes they'll show up as comic books and books as well. So it's nice to have that universe continue and and really keep the fans alive. 
I for for me like I I think you're bang on with the Jedi Fallen Order is like a good example but I think there's actually more bad examples of trying to do here's what else yeah. is existing in yeah. this world and like I think that's a really tricky thing to do and and there's there's been a couple lately that have captured our imaginations and have been really great but I think still the rule rather than the exception is for oh this side character you've never heard of you don't care about is off doing this whole thing it's like mm, that's got to be rooted in something really strong like order Six 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 six. It's been yeah. it's been joked so much that it's six six six. I'm like, what the hell is it again? Um, but like, think about like Lost, like the Lost game. Like, oh, here's this character that wasn't on the show. Like, there was on a the Lost island. Game? It's like yes, the there was or something like that. It's, oh, it's terrible. And Mass Effect <laughs> is another good example where she like that universe is primed, literally is primed for other stories and other cool things to be happening. But mm. to Luke's point, like that's maybe that's why I've kind of like maybe steered away from that in the past is because so often it's like, it does feel B C or D grade type of material. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that as this becomes more and more popular and it doesn't seem like a, just a license kind of toss in or a cash grab mm. that, that yeah. maybe, maybe it becomes a little bit more like top tier kind of stuff. But I, in the past I've, I have always felt like mm, it's not the main thing. So like, should I really even care about it? And it doesn't have like the main writer or somebody um, involved in it when it does, you can always tell. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is it for the podcast. So, Shauna, once again, I want to thank you for being on. Uh, tell people how they can find you on the interwebs. Oh, thanks, guys, for having me on. I'm like, we feel, feel like we just got started. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Of course, it's Sean Lake Connery. Capri like the pants. There's a bunch of shows that you can check out. But the one that I'll I'll kind of echo is the one that Mark brought up. Um, we the Gamer Cast. You can listen to on all your podcast services of choice. It's We the Gamer Cast on Twitter as well. Um, Got to get you guys back on the show, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely check that out right away. well actually you know what we've been doing a lot of like hey let's listen to uh new dad stories um chelsea <laughs> and i did a story way back when when lincoln was born we had our we had our conversation back then so we'll yeah, let you kind of get settled great. in mark and then um and then yeah and yeah todd was on the show as well both you guys have been on the show before but definitely yeah. have to have you back on yeah i love the episode yeah. where yeah, uh, the gentleman that. talked about logos and made us excited about logos. That was hilarious, dude. I know, like anything, like people are just like geeking out about. Like, tell me about it. I love that stuff. Yeah, Jared, I, and that's why you? I love that show. It it can go for something incredibly heart touching and personal, and have you crying right alongside people. Jacob Rush instantly comes to mind, and uh, and uh, Jacob, if you're listening to this, I love you, buddy. Yeah. Um, He's got some stuff going on, but uh, that's that's all I'll touch on that. But you can have an episode like that, and then you can have an episode following that immediately the week after where you're like, oh, man, can I listen to this show again? And it ends up being something where it's a deep dive into like, hey, did you know the the history of Aquaman? I'm going to tell you and geek out about that right now. I'm, I'm looking at an Aquaman statue. That's why that, that just popped into my head. Uh on top of an Aquaman Lego and a bobblehead. Uh, I, I like Aquaman. need to talk to you about Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Just, maybe. Um, maybe just yes. Topic. Or <laughs> does live in Atlantis. Baca Ridge, um, yeah. Twitch streamer, was just on, and he was geeking out. He, like, we covered the gamut, man. He was all about Destiny, and he's like, here's what you need to do to get into anime. Like, I love it, man. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on and let me geek out about the shows a little bit. We the Gamer Cast is, is a special thing for sure. Please. Awesome. Thank you, Sean. Um, and uh, Mark, uh, uh, 
Sorry, oh. you, me, and Capri. Uh, 14 minutes ago, patrons just got early access to Cup of Joe and Nintendo. I just got the notification on Twitter that I first I just looked at. So I'm know. not even on it. Yeah, like Mass- uh, Justin Massett's on the show this week. Oh, great. Now I have to do hate tweet Bobby again. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Todd. That's I ended up right there for a little uh, Twitter, well, Twitter plug. That's for, perfectly uh, fine. I am the official yeah. uh, troll of if we ran Nintendo, though. So that's, uh, I, I have that. to continue that. You guys don't take my questions anymore. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, well, that is it for the show. Uh, you can follow us at T-Oxtra and at The Canardian on Twitter. We have a Facebook group at Secret Friends Unite, and we have a uh, podcast page. You can call us on the hotline, 872-225-2496, once again, to be entered into a contest. Uh, leave a short message, talk about something you love, or a review, uh, something uh, you want to share with us on the show. Great, you get entered into the contest for uh, Sean's Code. Thank you very much for that, Sean. You can also leave an iTunes review and get entered as well. We will announce the winner of that, uh, I believe, in two weeks on our next podcast, Mark. Awesome. All right. Looking forward to hearing from everyone. Everybody stay safe. And remember, it's always better to game together. Mario! Look, Ronald! Mario's mystery block makes him big! And my magic box! Makes us lunch. <laughs> What's in McDonald's Happy Meal? One of four Nintendo Super Mario Brothers three toys. A Mario toy that jumps. Or an acrobatic little Goomba. A pullback Luigi. Or a hopping Koopa paratroopa. One toy with each Happy Meal you buy.